Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. Welcome back. This is the third podcast in our series on happiness. The underlying theme we've been running with is that happiness is 100% internally generated. It's an inside job. The measure of mental health is the disposition to find good everywhere. That's a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Finding good everywhere. That's quite a a task to take on. That's right. The high-test score, the cute puppy, the fun party, the positive response to your latest IG. Those events did not make you happy. It's your interpretation of each experience that dictates how you feel. How can I say that? Well, wouldn't you agree that every person has their own unique emotions when faced with the same experience? Sometimes the type of emotion varies and it's often the intensity, but it's always different for each person. The thing is that we only notice this in really extreme cases, such as when one person gets upset by the same thing that makes another person happy. You know, we talked about those flowers last week. That's when it seems really clear that each person's brain is coded differently. Who do you think is the main programmer that's responsible for your brain's coding? Trick question? No, it's not. Yeah, it's you. When you consciously choose to change a habit, you are literally rewriting the computer coding of your brain. This series of posts on happiness will allow you to alter your perception to benefit you by opening yourself to new habits that carve out new neural pathways and alter your brain's algorithms. So rule number one, finding happiness requires an internal reset that gradually transforms your inner life. And you know, if you've been following my stuff and our posts and our writing, you know what I think here, your inner life is everything. It's everything. Two weeks ago, we talked about looking for happiness in all the wrong places through external resources. Sources that are outside of us. We used money as an example of something that distorts your belief about what you should be looking for out there in the world. I mean, you thought that 10K run was tough? Well, let me tell you, chasing money gets you running in a race that's going to keep going and going and going until the end of your life. And then it hits you. You didn't even run the right course. You were literally on the wrong track and you ended up in some cold, dark alley up against a brick wall after all of those years. But don't worry. This set of posts will get you registered in the right race. 
you know, that all kind of reminds me about those nightmares during university. <laughs> when I would dream that I missed the final exam. Ooh, did you guys ever have any of those? Yuck, those panics. It's not good, not good. Anyway, so okay, over the past two weeks, we've covered the following sources of happiness. A, your happiness is not controlled by external events and B, or things and B, other people do not control your happiness. So what have we not covered? That's the final item is how you respond to your day-to-day experiences. That's what we're going to discuss this week and expand upon next week. Do you remember a movie called Life is Beautiful from the late 90s? That's the one where the lead actor, co-writer and director, Roberto Benigni, went squirrely and seemed to totally lose it when he jumped up on the podium. I think he was standing on chairs, walking through the audience on the backs of chairs um, at the Oscars after he won um, best. Well, I think he jumped on the chairs after he won the best movie, but during best actor and best picture awards. At first, he may have looked crazy, but as you felt the moment and listened to his speeches, you were brought to tears. You could feel his pure joy. You could be there with him. His words allowed you to really, he just included us all in that celebration. It was unbelievably powerful. But in that movie, he plays a Jewish Italian that uses the power of imagination to change his son's perception of being locked up in a Nazi concentration camp. I have to fight back tears when I read this part because it makes me so emotional. Um, The movie shows you how your perception is your reality. Even in that environment, they found joy. I know it's really hard to take the focus off your own challenges in life, but if you do for a moment, you can look around and you can see the wildly different ways that people respond to their own challenges. And when I say this, I'm not negating your challenge. I'm just showing you or giving you ideas on on a different way to look at it. The paraplegic that's happy to be alive. The people that live in poverty stricken areas who are generally happy. I could go on and on about this because the list is bottomless. People find happiness in every conceivable environment. And that leads me to rule number two. How you perceive things is everything. Your life's circumstances, (laughs) they, they do not dictate how happy you are. Your perception of those circumstances dictates how happy you are. I know what you're thinking. It's easier said than done. And I know what you mean. I have been there. I have had so many struggles in my life where people would say that to me and it didn't connect. I couldn't get it. You know, and I jokingly say my last week, my waxing appointment even was a disaster. I left with a burn on the side of my face. I was headed to a wedding the next day with people I hadn't seen and maybe 10 years and you show up with a big burn mark. Anyway, just kidding about that one. But you know, I really feel you. I really feel you because different circumstances can happen at times that are just so wrong for you in regards to timing. 
And you've probably heard people say this before, life contains stress. So just buck up and get on with it. Now, that viewpoint is obviously better than the one where a person simply lives on the edge of their emotions, trying to hide from the next stressful moment that may creep up on them. But ultimately, both put you in a defensive mindset, as if there's some sort of punishment that you have to endure as a payback for your life. Think about that. Both of them are like a punishment that you have to endure as a payback for your life. What does that say? What are you telling yourself when that's sort of the foundation there? Really, really hear me. What if you changed the definition of what life stress is? What if I told you that stress, stresses can be your partner in this life? I know I can hear you now. Ranbir, stop drinking. <laughs> no, I haven't been drinking. I'm really serious. This is all straight up pure from my heart, from Surrender's heart. We write together and we have put this into practice in our lives. We have learned to figure out ways to use stress as our partner. This change of belief about stress is simply a change in one of your brain's algorithms. To build a strong foundation, we need to start with two new brain filters going to put them here for you. Number one, this life is designed to challenge you to grow. So don't duck it. You must embrace the side of life. You must view each challenge as a seed that you are planting. A seed, if suitably nurtured to fruition, will allow you to reap a reward. Number two, and I'm super passionate about this one. If you know, you know this. If you know me, you know this. Your inner dialogue determines the quality of your life. Your success in life is similar to success in sports. It's not just about how well you score, but also about how well you keep yourself from getting scored on. And the number one way to get better at defending against those scores is to keep is to is by stopping by stopping your self-sabotaging inner dialogue that's right instead of just focusing on the idea that you need to score by going and making things happen in your life you know get your goal list ready people you also need to keep from getting scored against when life comes back at you in the form of a challenge you will win if you score more than you let in, right? You know that. So those scores against you are just as important as the points you score. You might want to, you know, rewind and listen to that part again, because I know that it's a, a, a different way of looking at things, but it has helped me and I swear it has changed my brain's algorithm and processing. And I really had a hard time with happiness before. So trust me on this one. And, and also remember that old saying, God never gives you more than you can handle. You are unique. But the basic structure of your life is the same as everyone else on this planet. You have your own unique tailored experience where life pushes at you and then you push back. 
just the way those barbells push against you as your body adapts to the stress when you push back. Whether it's working through a challenge in a relationship, paying your bills, parenting, being parented, all of that is quite frankly the same as you moving from machine to machine in the gym to work out different sets of muscles. Life stresses induce permanent changes in your soul, your higher self, the one that chose this life school in the first place. This is one of the basic foundational elements of this universe. Rule number three, life stress is simply the trigger for your soul's growth in the same way that barbell makes your muscles adapt and grow. Just look back on your life and you'll see, you'll see that those stressful moments were hard, but they forced you to grow. We're going to wind down this week's podcast with a recap of the rules that we've talked about today, followed by an exercise that I'd like for you to try over the coming week. I always try to break things down by week because then when we revisit the next week, we can talk more about progress and growth. This is keep it, keeping it small, you know, the kiss rule, keep it simple, stupid. Okay, number one, finding happiness requires an internal reset of gradually, that gradually transforms your inner life. So rule number one is your inner life is everything. Rule number two, how you perceive things is so important. Your life circumstances don't dictate how happy you are. Your perception of those circumstances dictates how happy you are. It's your filter. Rule number three, life stress is simply the trigger for your soul's growth in the same way that a barbell makes your muscles adapt and grow. Well, if you're using it, that is. <laughs> Just look back on your life and you'll see that those stressful moments were hard, but they forced you to grow. So over the next seven days, I'd just like you to spend a week observing how you observe the world. When you see stuff online or someone drives by you in a way that annoys you, do you stick your head out the window and yell, up yours? <laughs> well, if so, then guess what? This week's exercise should be pretty easy for you. You won't find it too hard to notice how you react to the world around you. It's pretty obvious you're like me. You wear your emotions right on your sleeve. Now, if you're one of those that didn't scream that thing that frustrated you out your window, you're not off the hook. In fact, you'll have to look a little more closely. So I'd like you, if that's your personality type, to pay attention to the words that ran through your head. What did you do and say silently about the situation? You know, what's that autopilot conversation? And sometimes you can find it when you're washing dishes or doing laundry if it doesn't show up right in the moment. Sometimes it comes to you if that's your personality type from my coaching experience. That'll come to you when you're doing mundane tasks, when you recount that day and you think about that stressful situation that's when some of that language comes up. So pay attention then as well. And you'd be absolutely shocked to find this out. But the majority of people observe the world around them in a way that meteorologists would term cloudy with a chance of meatballs. So while 
a few people see the world in a sunny, bright way. The rest have predominantly cloudy observations with occasional sunny breaks. Which person would you rather be? You have a choice. I made the shift in myself, so I know you have a choice. So spend the next seven days just paying close attention to the way you color a situation with your own negativity. And I don't want you to judge it. I just want you to observe it. So when you notice it, don't beat yourself up for it. Don't question it. Just note it. Okay. And next week, we're going to dig deeper into the this week's subject. And I'm going to show you how and show you that how you react to the world around you as a habit that can be changed. So I'll see you next week. And if you connected with this post, please go visit our website and um, go to our blogs, www.freewithin forward slash blog, and you'll see this week's post right up at the top and share your comments. And also, I'd really, really appreciate it if you shared this podcast with any of your friends or family member members or coworkers that you think could benefit from building and creating a habit of happiness. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.